0: About the stripper
1: thing, Posts on Instagram. He has a, a stripper that he has that he's talking to, and she comes to the game where she has to sit 300 level. <laughs> like, she can't come like after the game to see him. Like, yeah like some contract with her pretty much, and like, she can't do certain things. Like, she I can't. can't. Like what's the, what's the stripper's name? Allegedly, I don't even know her name, but she's bad. I seen a picture of her on Instagram. Mm. Like this, guy's this guy is rocking, lady. This guy's bugging
0: did i went in there pick up my check came home supervisor called me about four o'clock talking about they got me on videotape stealing boxes what the fuck you doing stealing boxes for what you trying to at a
1: clubhouse and i know you ain't go out like
0: that i no, not ain't got me on tape she said he did fire me on the spot talk about pressing charge god damn um all right so tyron lu gets fired uh welcome to episode two of the mesh talk podcast this is your host tevin with uh my special guest here my beloved cousins to my I got trey trey introduce yourself. What's good? what's good what's good what's good and i got jamal i'm all right yes sir thank you for having mm-hmm. me for sure building for sure for sure we're gonna get right into this so uh tyron lu gone uh Thoughts, comments, concerns, how do you guys feel?
2: Um. Yeah, that's just, it seems like that's just the NBA these days. Pretty much whenever something's going wrong with the team, the first person to get it is always the coach. It's been like that for a few years now. Um. I think it's just the easiest move for them to make. It's just like the easiest, the easy way out. Just get rid of the coach is the first thing to do. So. But with that being so
0: said, it was something happened. going wrong, per se.
1: I'm calling conspiracy. I'm calling sham. I wouldn't necessarily say something's going wrong. They paid what? They're on 5 1 6 now. Mm -hmm. Kevin's missed a couple games. They've had a couple games where it's been close and they lost down the stretch. I think they're clearly trying to. I don't think they're trying to win.
0: If you look at that team, talent wise, top to bottom, it's not a horrible basketball team.
1: It's not. But I feel like right now they have too many too many vets on the team that need playing time but they need to allow their young guys to shine and they can't find that balance without I guess hurting someone's feelings so they, they're tr- they're trying to find that balance and they're in that balance it's hard for Lu to make rotations that he needs to make especially when their players are like, so inconsistent like has the young guys playing well one game the vets playing well one game it's kind of hard to, to mm-hmm. find that balance because there's no really like supreme talent on that team minus Kevin Love to say, that, okay, every night you're going to get this amount of minutes. I think I'm calling, like, a tank because when I, like I
0: said, I look at the talent on that team um, and when Kevin Love came out and said well, you know, I was reassured by the front office that we were in rebuild mode. Eh, I don't know. I don't
2: know. I don't know. <laughs> Me personally, I don't think it's necessarily a tanking thing. I feel like you're can't under uh, you have to under can't underestimate the fact that LeBron wasn't only the best player on the team clearly, but he's also like the voice, the heart. Cleveland is LeBron, so when he leaves, you might have like the same team, the same players and stuff. But like, it's like showing up to work and then like all of a sudden like new management. It's, just, it's not the same feel. So they like the players might obviously they want to come in there compete. But, like on the court, you look around, you don't have the same, you don't have LeBron. So mm-hmm. it's like. a you know, psychologically, like, you might be going out to play, but it's like you're kind of just going through the motions. So when this game gets close and get tight, there's no one there, like, to say, like, let's pick it up, let's go to the club. Kind of just fall to, back and just to lose to the Hawks, though. Yeah, man. I was watching that game, too. I was like, I, I'm not going to lie. Before the season started, I was like, you know what, the Cavs, even watching preseason, I'm like, the Cavs might. Not horrible. They're yeah, going to make not, playoffs. I had, them, I had
1: them for sure. I had, not horrible. Top eight. No, in no I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't. All right. I see that now I was looking now. under probably going to be the worst which is crazy to me. Cause oh, man. And it's not even like the things of the games that they lose. Like, opening night, okay, they're going to beat Toronto. Yeah, Toronto. Toronto. no chance. No chance. I'll give them that loss. Game two, they paid in Minnesota. And they lost by eight. It's a tough matchup. They're, they're not the better team. The Atlanta game, though, when they lost by 22 at home. Like, so are you telling me that the own six is an honest own six? No. Okay. <laughs> that's my point. No. That's my point. But the the ag- not against the Owen better six. teams, they were in the games towards the end. Okay. The team that they're supposed to win or like it should be a like a, a actual game is a, those are teams that are getting clapped up by, and that's why I see there's the issue like they get out trade young to have, what thirty five and twelve, oh, like, no, lose by, by twenty two at home. Then, then they, they lose by Brooklyn by 16, by 16 at home. That's fair. Then, then they go to Detroit. They lose by seven, but that's without Kevin Love. Then they lost by yesterday by 12 to Indiana, but that's a game without Kevin Love. So it's like they're in games without their star players. But it's well, not really Tyronn
0: lose fault. Both of you guys play and have, or played, you know, organized basketball. So you you get the perspective from the spectator and the active on the court so like, what's your guys sort of if you were to take it a step further from now to the end of the season what does that look like for a, top down so, from an organizational standpoint how are because I think they fired Tyron Lute to appease the fans right They mm-hmm. gotta make the fans you gotta make the optic look like okay I know we're only six it looks bad but alright have this we fired the head coach we're trying something yeah. you know what I mean well uh, that's
2: the thing I was saying earlier like I think it's just the the culture of the NBA. Like the the coach is the first to get it. Like no long talking. Even <laughs> not, your, your team not performing, you're gone. <laughs> but in terms of like just looking at, I think it's just the the LeBron. To like, be honest. Like it's you gotta think. Look at like your team went to three straight finals. You guys yeah. went oh four. Sorry. Four. Um. Oh yeah. Sorry. Three with uh Tyrone Liu, I think it was. Yeah. yeah but he was still. But he came. He picked up at the end. Yeah, okay. He, so yeah. Well, when, anyways, four straight finals, you guys won a championship. Yeah. You have the best player on your team, then that best player leaves. It's almost like, I mean, you look around in the locker room, it's not the same. So, mm-hmm. it's almost every time he leaves the team, <laughs> these teams, they don't, I don't think any team has made the playoffs after he's mm-hmm. left, right? So, mm-hmm. it looks like it's pretty much going to be the same thing this year. I don't think it's, I don't think they want to tank. Like, knowing, like, the, uh, the new rules. The new rules, you mm-hmm. can't really. But not even that, just, like, the culture, like, the city and like even like the ownership and stuff like the want they would love to be like, Oh look, we're doing fine without LeBron. Yeah. They would the they, they the would right. love to say that but they yeah. can't. Mm-hmm. And it's not because they don't have the talent or what I just I don't know. You look around and LeBron's and it's not the same. Like
1: <laughs> I don't I don't think they can enter a tank um situation right now because if that's the case, Kevin Lowe's definitely gonna ask for a trade. Yes, I don't know, I don't know who you get for Kevin Lowe <laughs> at this point his in his career. I think he still has value for a team I don't know he's just always contending. injured
0: he's always injured and like, he is but he is contending haider.
1: teams that are one piece away yeah. can definitely use him like, who they give up though like how is that a good trade for what, the Cavs well I think you can you you give him up for your players but
0: then to your point okay fair enough fair enough because I was I was going off like the point where like it doesn't really make sense to tank though because if you purposely go for the the, the low record it doesn't mm-hmm. increase
1: your odds and it doesn't like it, it, the record doesn't automatically get you the uh, top whatever pick. Yeah, but it still increases your chances of getting a better pick. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not guaranteed a top five pick anymore. That's fair.
0: I wanted, I wanted <coughs> to to move on to Lakerland. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on uh, the Lakers' performance thus far this season? I know Trey, you're a LeBron fan. Jamal, mm-hmm. are you a Laker fan or a LeBron fan? Did you inherit the Lakers because LeBron is there? Just be
2: honest. No, I've always been a, I've been a Lakers fan.
0: Are you a Lakers fan or a Kobe fan?
2: Nah. Well, <laughs> no, no. I'll be honest, like, growing up, like, when Kobe started to do this thing, I was I was really getting into basketball. Yeah. But if you want to get, like, seriously into, like, I'm named after a Laker great, Jamal Wilkes, exact same spelling and everything. So this Lakers thing runs deep in okay, the blood. Sure. But you know LeBron, LeBron coming through... Um. I was always a LeBron fan right. you know I had, my, I had my little issues with him some of the decisions he's made over the years
1: there was a time where you know LeBron Jamal was on the fuck LeBron train for like a good little time Whoa. what move what
2: a couple of things you know I didn't really. one of the the big things was my young boy winning, when Wiggins came got drafted number one and I felt like back to kind of make those moves in the back end to not have like to basically make the trade for Kevin Love to get done yeah. and send Wiggins away I Kind of took that one kind of <laughs> personal, you know. He we're, he we're, yeah, you know him being from close to the city, you now you know playing basketball, knowing some of his close boys, you know, it, it took a little bit personal. Fair, fair, but yeah, fair. N- but even then, even then, like I, I always wanted to see LeBron do good and do well. I think LeBron is obviously like an amazing talent, one of the, like a generational player. But yeah, Lakers fair. fan, this is an exciting time right now for a Lakers fan.
0: So I'll
2: my piece with that. I am.
0: You know what, Trey? You're a LeBron fan, so you're not a Laker fan. You inherit the team LeBron goes to. You were Miami for four years. You championed Cleveland for four years. Now, yeah. that's right.
1: I, I've always... Like, I will not say I'm a Laker fan, but I always respected the Lakers. Like, you can see they're The prestige. Yes, the prestige. 100%. Okay. 100%. You can't not watch... You can't be a basketball fan... And not respect. And not respect the Los Angeles Lakers, not respect Kobe Bryant. So, it's, it's hard
0: for me because I'm
1: a Kobe stan...
0: So and I'm a Lakers fan, so when I saw LeBron go, I didn't want LeBron to come there. Mm. It was like I was I am a Miami fan and I, I stopped watching when LeBron got there because I want to see Wade versus LeBron. It's mm. not not fair anymore. So now when I see LeBron in the in the purple and gold, first of all, like the New Jersey's I don't like the New Jerseys.
1: No way. That's
0: I don't like the the stripe on the shoulder. I just don't think it's so. <laughs> And then I'm rooting for the Lakers, but part of me wants to see LeBron fall. Just to be like, Oh, Kobe could do it better. Just just
1: in Kobe's absence, I still, I want to see LeBron fall. It's just, I just so honestly, you're one of those fans that if he doesn't win a championship, I'm gonna say I told you so.
0: Okay, no, so I'm gonna be mad. I'm gonna say, what okay, did you guys expect? So, like? so if he this, does he win does
1: if he does win or do you put him on that same win. level as Kobe Bryant? I'm gonna put him on the same level as Kobe Bryant now.
0: Absolutely not. Uh-huh. I'll cross my arms and like I acknowledge him. What if he wins more? Like a stern father.
1: So if he plays four years, he has four yeah. dear. If he wins two out of the four, or say three out of the four. Three out of the four. Three yeah. out of the four means he has six rings. Six rings.
0: Then he's the greatest player of all time. What if he gets Cemented. five?
1: Do you put him ahead of Kobe Bryant? Because that'd be five championships. So that'd be what? He's probably not going to win this year, but that means he'll win two championships maybe year. 17. This worth is it's worth, it's worth, it, worth consideration.
0: But you're taking my bias, so I'm, I'm a Kobe fan. I still think Kobe Bryant was a better basketball player in his prime. I do. Still do. More talented? I think. Considering what they do on both ends of the floor in their prime, I think LeBron James, what he does far and better than Kobe Bryant, is nothing more than transition defense. Like, mm-hmm. you want
1: to hear my hot take? I think LeBron is the best overall player to ever touch a basketball. Overall basketball player? Yeah. Okay. Kobe Bryant's the most talented player to ever touch a basketball. Okay. Um, Michael Jordan is the best winner. Terrible Okay basketball. so now now If
0: you say Kobe Bryant If you say LeBron's the best Overall basketball player mm-hmm. That ever touched basketball How far behind Is Anthony Davis If you're talking All around basketball He's very far Because he can't very play f- Make at all Like LeBron James He can't play Make at all no. But everything else though
1: Yeah but play Making part of basketball Is a big thing He d- this doesn't make Nobody around him better It's not He can't play make It's that he doesn't Play make to the same volume Yeah but that's A big part in basketball If you can't make Guys around you better Like if you take LeBron James And throw him on that new Orleans pelican team he makes those guys better lebron james is known lebron james is known in the nba for getting shit guys big contracts if you're talking about like
2: for for my for the argument of like where they stand like overall and their uh the comparison between kobe and lebron for me like it's tough like i'm a huge fan of both of them kobe and lebron I think that like in their prime both of them at their prime like their best years take like the best two three years i think it's a very hard um a very hard comparison maybe i i don't know maybe just like from like um a fan perspective i might probably say i enjoy kobe's game like just him being like the black mom but like the killer whatever Boy, I think, like, if you look at, like, the whole list of careers, even, like, a whatever, well, Kobe played, like, 20 years, but even just, say, like, his prime 15 compared to LeBron's prime 15, you got to go, like, LeBron for sure. Mm-hmm. The way he came into the league, like, rookie of the year, and just, like, the numbers he's put up the whole time has been crazy. When, as a Kobe, you saw him, like, you know, kind of come in. He didn't start for like, the first start Yeah, right. Yeah, he started off rough and, like, mm-hmm. built up to... And even, like, during some of the early championships, like, it wasn't necessarily his team. It was him and Shaq, mm-hmm. and then after he kind of... T- Took over after, um, during some of his later years. But um, me, just between the two of them, I can say it's a a toss up during the prime years. But overall, like the whole career, I'd say LeBron for sure. What LeBron's doing now, even in his 16th years, is remarkable. And um, overall, like of all time for me, without question, is Jordan. No one touches him.
0: I got a hot take. That was a good, that was a good, it was PC. I respect it. I have a hot take. Okay. You ready? What's the I want you to name players place that LeBron James had made better. Oh, I, and how he made them better.
1: I, um, for one, uh, Mo Williams is okay. an all-star because of LeBron James. How we we, ha, we wouldn't the, know who Daniel
0: the, Gibson is. What was the effect, though? I don't think it was said that LeBron made him a better player. Mo Williams was already Mo Williams before he got there.
1: That's not true. Mo Williams was not an all-star before LeBron He, James. What, he
0: was only an all-star because he got the, the, the spotlight. Because but it didn't, but, it, but it didn't make him a better basketball player. That's what, that's what I'm saying.
1: Most definitely did. Oh. Even Daniel Gibson, he brings. Even he didn't make them better. He brings out their best qualities. Mm-hmm. Which is so strange. not every not every player can do that. Another example: Tristan Thompson. Yeah, Tristan Thompson became uh, what eight million dollar man because of LeBron James. Yeah.
0: But I think that just comes with standing next to the best player in the world. What I'm saying is... And that's what, my what, argument. But, he, what I'm saying is when you when you take LeBron, I'm saying when those players do what they do, I think it, it becomes it a question we have to debate if LeBron makes players better or if he turns people into spot-up shooters. And that's where I have my little...
1: I wouldn't say that because he makes other guys other than shooters better players as well. Tristan's not a lot shooter. He made Tristan better.
0: Plus, he does offensive rebounds.
1: Yeah, but also putting in position. Tristan gets his points. He gets spoon-fed by LeBron. Tristan can't score without LeBron f- hitting him in the pick-and-roll, throwing him out of the giving him the down-pop passes. This thing doesn't happen. If you watch it now, they, they try to post Tristan up this whether yeah, around six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can see it. Yeah, you yeah. can see the impact yeah, he has, yes. even, even the know, other players exactly. he had. Like if if we watch, watch LeBron take starting five of um, Eric Snow, Snow Yeah. Sasha, Sasha Pavlovich. It was,
0: it was mind-boggling.
1: Anderson very Verjau, and I, believe, I don't know how he did it I this believe day. who was uh, at the time it was Drew Gooding. I think Agoskis was injured. I don't, I don't know how he did it to I don't know how he did it That's the one thing where I can say LeBron is, if he's not, when he got to not number one, yeah. he's definitely number two because no other great NBA great can take that shit of a roster to no NBA Finals. Not one. Especially knocking off the the the, the, the Pistons friend. that dominated the Eastern Conference for the last how many years? It's he goes easy. in there, scores 29 out of 31 points straight. I'm doing this while he's 21. That's crazy. I don't 21, know he did
0: it. Twenty-one, he's doing this. I just don't think he makes. I just don't think he
1: makes plays, but I think he changed I think he turns him into spot-up shooters. No, he well. turns guys that can shoot into spot-up shooters, but that's not necessarily because not even right now. If you look at it, do you guys make like love better? I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say he made him better. He, Kyrie he, better? he made him. He made him a a more a more complete player. Would, the question you have to ask yourself is.
2: But when you say better does that mean statistically your numbers go up or are I mean, you a winner if I you're a mean. winner if you if you bring if you if he makes you if you can go with LeBron James be on the team with him and you become an NBA championship does not a champion does not make you a better player a champion you've played the highest level you've won games you've shown your impact on the team whether you're number whether you're a starting player on the team one the other four guys with him or you're on the bench like you're not a champion so it has to add to your resume you're a better player so it depends on you. I hear you saying like make the person talent wise go to another That's level. You, that was, that was you might not have, yeah. you might, if you think about it. You might not ever see that with really with anybody. Yeah. But if you can able to make people play their roles, like so even for I guess yeah, well, an example for me would actually say someone makes one better would be someone like J.R. Smith, where mm-hmm. that type of his play on a team like New York Knicks, like he just him doing crazy stuff and just doing all kinds of things, getting like. Of ejections and technicals, and this like not having any control to his wild game, mm-hmm. but now playing with someone who's a champion like LeBron James, and then he can kind of control them in a sense to say, like, yeah, you're still gonna like let you do be you, but yeah. in a more controlled uh, scenario because you're playing with someone that's such a caliber that's making someone better for sure. Yeah. And the same thing you're gonna see right now with Lance, mm-hmm. same thing you're gonna someone who's wild, like, he'll let him do his stuff and give him his credit and encourage him to to be him but also cause no 20, to 20 they're like
1: and no one to tell them okay this is way yeah. yeah. to do yeah. Javel McGee stuff
2: like play those play. kind of players like yeah. I think there's yeah I'm waiting
0: to see that because when I when I say like like making them better I want to see okay if that person would be traded could be the same way so if you're going to say like okay LeBron making someone better like is that a tethered performance like they're only better if LeBron James is beside them but that's a different thing yeah but when I but think you when, I, that, the difference. when I think you're gonna make someone better, I'm thinking you're gonna make them, like take their talent somewhere else because you've made them better. No,
2: the people no, you're no, gonna you see, can't do that. That, the people you'll like see that NBA like you gotta remember, these guys are like the highest level, right? These guys are pretty much they put in their work their, or during their whole careers, or whatever. So the elite level players, you're not gonna see them like step to a whole new height and then then just like um, because they're playing with the LeBron, they're gonna be good players. regardless. they're probably it'll probably it'll be harder for them to show like. Them their growth yeah. because now like they're playing they have to defeat LeBron in a sense but yeah. the players that are like the role players that you know kind of have have been yeah like that have been North calls traveling Charmers. to different teams or whatever the case may be like just kind of he's gonna have them in a certain pocket where they're just doing their job because the pressure is not on them or whatever you can just get them in a certain positions and make them better players. Those guys, you'll see for sure. Okay. Like you can see what how he brings value to those type of players. Even his
1: leadership even as the the qual- the, the qualities he brings. Like we've seen to him somewhere, this have been talking to his sons' AAU team, telling them like every NBA player was good at one point. They were the star, whatever. But when you come to the NBA, no one in the NBA is shit. It's just they all have different roles and they have to excel in their role. Mm-hmm. And he's good at letting guys excel in their role. Yeah. Like he might not. For instance, he might have certain guys that were maybe better scorers on a shittier team that got all the shots out, but that is doing it in garbage time, things, meaning. So he knows if you're better to just come and spot up and hit open shots to help the team win. It's not really making you a spot up shooter. He's doing the job to help the team win. I think it's something for people to consider, though,
0: and not that like I I disagree or or flamingly agree with either or points. I just think. Like, language is very important, and, like, that's a running narrative for, like, just over, like, the decade, 15 years, or however long it's been in the league. I, I, think, I think you should question it, though, because someone can make the argument where, like, for example, me as a Kobe stan, we've seen effects where, like, Kobe could reel in a Sasha Vujicic, and for the rest of the season, the rest of his career, Sasha Vujicic is known as a pest. Like He's a pest. Kobe knows that to him, because Kobe's one of those, like, defensive specialists as well. You know what I mean? Like, I can see there's tangible evidence that after Kobe got in your ear, you became a better basketball player with or without Kobe Bryant. It wasn't that Kobe Bryant, like, made you feel X-Role, Y-Role. Like, he spoke to you, and you changed. Like, you changed. You're a different basketball player. That's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But even you
2: have to, like, you you have to watch also. Sometimes, like, from a fan perspective, you can kind of have your own own, uh, observation of what you think, like, if someone elevates their game or not but if you listen to what some of the players say right like mm-hmm. if you look at like even I think some of like the Lakers players that um that went to Cleveland last year like they talked about like the comparison of playing with both like Jordan Clarkson talking about playing with having a chance to play with Kobe and with LeBron saying like you know it's two different leadership styles but they're both beneficial and helping your game elevate mm-hmm. so look, Kobe is more of like you know like the drill starting like yo do this da 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 where yeah, yes, LeBron definitely. will lead more like put positive feedback and like trying to help players excel or whatever and you know mm-hmm. and also even if you look at like some of the things that Kyrie said even before like even before like before he left and like after he left he always reinforced that like playing alongside LeBron forces you to elevate your game to new heights so whether Kobe, uh, sorry Kyrie had that talent in him which he always probably did mm-hmm. playing against someone like LeBron James it has it forced you to elevate your game to a new level because you're going. You're on a team with him. You're expecting to one go to the finals in the Eastern Conference, mm-hmm. and also you got to elevate your game if you want to be able to bring it to the next level and bring home the championship, right? So, so I I think in a sense, like even if sometimes with the bigger, with the with the better players, you might not have like you might have um, you might take a step back, like statistically speaking, for some of the some of the things that um these guys have, that their numbers, but just like the actual impact and their ability to win, mm-hmm. it heightens playing against someone like LeBron. It's yeah. I mean, you got any, any closing thoughts on Kobe
0: or LeBron or the current Lakers situation? I think this year is a write off for them because I don't think LeBron expected to win in year one anyway. So I'm not gonna judge him on year one. No, I
1: don't. I don't think they're gonna win year one, but oh, yeah. I do expect to turn it around. Like I feel like this first yeah. little stretch of their their season is is tough because they're playing a lot of a lot of teams that are really developed already like yeah. they they've what they lost to Portland and everyone was really huge Portland Houston Spurs, Spurs twice, twice. Yeah, and and that's it so they've 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 been in every game like yeah. it's not there's never been like hey okay, they've been blown out it's all chemistry issues and just figuring out rotations and I feel like once uh, they get all this down packed like it, they're gonna be a problem like you can see the the special Things that they have in this team. And once they get it clicked, I feel like they're going to go on the rampage. They have, like, a stretch coming up. Maybe, like, I think it's mid-November where they, they can play. take advantage of them. Yeah, yeah they're going to have their way. Even their next game, I think, is tomorrow. They play Minnesota. Yeah. That should be a win. I feel like they're going to go in there and get a win. Then they yeah. play Dallas. They play Portland again. Toronto. That's, that's going to be a tough one.
0: Are they in Toronto?
1: No, it's in LA. Okay. Then they play, like, yeah, Sacramento, Atlanta. Orlando, Miami, like yeah, they, should, they, they should have, have a little, they have a have little, little stretch run. where they're going to go on a little run. I think it's
0: someone to come with them this year.
1: I, so. I feel like if they don't have it clicking by, let's say, end of December, you already know what happens with LeBron teams. They blow that shit up. Someone's going to come available. I don't know who, though. Kevin Love, right now they're saying, oh, they're going to shut him down. If they start tanking, I can see you. Why not? Go get Kevin Love. We'll get another know. guy that they can, they can work with. Get a Jimmy Butler. Get a... Get a guy that's available that you can use this year. I want you got to get a guy that's on his last year, but do that even if it doesn't work out. It's a one year rental type thing.
0: I wanted to touch on um, the news that uh, came out the last few days about the Rockets offering uh, for future for, uh, first round pick um, to the Rock, to the Timberwolves for Butler. Would you would you green light that if you were? I've seen two
1: worst. reports. I've seen uh, they're saying they got to do the four draft picks, mm-hmm. and then I see another one. It's the four draft picks and Eric Gordon.
0: I've seen the four draft picks. I've seen the four draft picks plus uh, Marquise Chris, oh, and Brandon Knight, and Brandon that Knight. That one as well. And I heard about the the Eric Gordon one. So, so I think
1: with the the Marquise Chris and Brandon Knight one, I think that deal can't get done until mid December. Because they both because they they're both signed. new new signees. Yeah. So I don't know if they're gonna wait that long.
0: Yeah. Jamal, what do you, what did you, what did you chime in?
2: What do you think? You a Jimmy Butler fan? Um <laughs> This is kinda goes back to something that we were talking <laughs> off <laughs> uh before the uh actual before we started recording, but yeah, I like Jimmy Butler's game and whatnot, but just some of the tactics that he's been doing lately. I'm not, I'm not a fan of that stuff, man. Okay, explain that. Explain I just don't it. like... I just don't like... I don't, I think, in general, I don't like people just talk. Like, just be quiet, man. Like, all the stuff... that. All the little stuff that he was doing, and then the thing that was just icing on the cake for me... Well, if we want to start from the beginning, I don't like... I wasn't a fan of any of it. Like, you're in public... You're publicly talking about, like, how these guys are not... They don't have the heart and whatever stuff, is. but, like, all these guys... They were altered, like their their Wiggins and uh Cat, like their their game every year just statistically speaking, like they were elevated every year until he came there. When he came he took a step back. Obviously him being like the established player and whatnot. But these are young players, you know, you gotta you can't be in public like talking down on these guys, whether whether you wanna be there or not, whatever the case is. You know, talk to them, figure it out off season, whatever. But if you wanna be a leader on your team, lead by example and be positive reinforced reinforcement for your whatever that, that came and left. But then like the whole thing about forcing the trade and all that little extra stuff, but then whatever that like you know we can give you can give that a watch too. But then when he came back <laughs> for the practice and after his interview with who is it Rachel, Rachel Nichols. Nichols like man like what is like I don't have, I don't like I, that I'm stuff. I'm man. gonna
1: play devil's advocate. To me that I was think like that whole super at right. the beginning I didn't like what Jimmy was doing calling out the young guys. But now, in hindsight, everything said clearly is true. Like, in his interview with Rachel Nichols, he definitely says, "Cat uh, is the most talented player on our roster, and Wiggins is the most God-given talent on I'm our roster. I'm and I'm, the hardest, I'm the hardest worker. And he really believes that because his route to the NBA was a lot different from these guys. They're both number one picks, highly coveted. He went from being the last pick in the first draft, not really coveted in college, did his own thing, made it into a superstar. He's like, These guys have all the tools. He's just saying if they worked as hard as I would, they'd be superstars. Not where they are, they wouldn't be this awesome, oh, they'd be superstars. And that's all he's trying to say to them. If they put in the extra work, what's wrong with that? And the fact that he's saying like these guys don't have no heart and then he calls you and says you don't have no heart and then Cat comes out this year and he's averaging what? 13, 14 points, whatever he's averaging to start the season, putting like trash, like it's just going to show like yo, yeah, everything bro. the man is saying is like Prove like if he's public, you should come out and you should literally go out and ball the frig out to show, like, yo, we don't need this guy on our team, get him out of here. You no. he can't come to a practice, pick up third string guys. Third, no, I no, know, know. no, no, they confirmed it. They showed the rock the guys he had. I, I some of them, I even see some of these guys name before in my life. Third string guys, it's games bad to bad 11, bad. Can't play. bust their ass. And the fact that he's busting their ass, he's telling the GM, you guys ever need me. He's Cash trying to post him up in the post. He's yelling at the the sideline, telling him to to Thibodeau. He has no post moves. He can't score. So on that, mate, And he's locking his ass up. Like the stuff like this. I think like in this This is the kind of stuff I like. I coach basketball. If I had a player that can come in, call out best players on our team, and say they have no heart, and they should work harder, and then come in and pick up third string players and bust their ass, me as a coach, just to make my eyes light up.
0: But is that is that beneficial for you for? for the overall performance of your team,
1: though. Yes, if, if yes. You're, if you're, if you're well, depending playing. on the players. Like, certain players, this should spark a fire into yes. them. Like, I feel like... It's
0: evident it, that, they're, that they're not... They're not the they're team
1: not team guys. Team like, yeah. And that's all he's trying to say is, if you have this kind of fight and this kind of heart in you, we could be something special. Because I feel like it's true. I, I like Wiggins' game coming out of college. I still like him now, but I feel like he doesn't... He doesn't try as hard as he should try on the basketball court. when he does try... For instance, every time he plays the Cleveland Cavaliers or plays against LeBron James, the man plays like the, K- the top five player in the NBA. Yeah. The man always career highs, goes off, kills these guys. Acts like if he plays like that every night, I don't understand why he can't do that. There's some nights I see this guy, I'm like, yo, this guy looks like he shouldn't even be on the court. He's just standing, there standing around, like going through the motions. There's times I see cat from eight points in playoff games, like just have, like Jimmy Butler, and these guys miss time. So- they're 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 not really trying hard. He's saying at the end of their their playoff series when they lose against, um, Houston, man's in the change room laughing and giggling, when he they just lose a playoff, playoff series. series. That's why he thought home on a on a plane by himself. He's like, nah, I can't do this. Like stuff like that. It's like, yeah. I understand. Like I understand his frustration because for someone that works so hard to get to where they are, and he hasn't got those big dudes. You guys are getting big extensions, hundred million dollar extensions. Rookie doesn't. He's didn't he touch none of that yet. He's, so here's,
2: here's my thing now, right? So one. When I see, for, first of all, when I see someone like Jimmy Butler, the way talk, the way he's talking about, like, Cat and Wiggins and whatnot, like, if you have an issue with these guys, like, level of, uh, like, their heart that they play with and whatever, I can understand that to an extent. But, like, the way he is talking to these guys, is it, it makes it seem like he's literally, like, LeBron or he's KD, the way he's talking about these guys. Like, these guys are young. These guys are, like, 21, 22, whatever. Like, you pull up Jimmy Butler, like, like his his career average is sixteen and sixteen point five points. Like where you're where they're at right now, you took you how many years to even get to that level.
1: And and, that, so and that's his that's his point. That's his no, point, but then, his so point no. is like if if I had he's trying to say if I had the talents you guys had coming into the NBA with my work ethic, I'd be out of here. You should be you should be up in the class with the LeBron James yeah. and the Kevin so, Durant and the, to point, and the top players. I'll, so
2: the, to the point I'm, I'm making. What are you trying to the, say? No. To the point I'm making. Those guys are both. Those guys were both every year getting better, except for the year he came. When he came, they both took a step back because obviously, clearly, whatever he came to add to the team was not helping. Think about even how many games he missed last year. And those guys, those guys, things dropped.
1: So yeah, even what, now, but so they, now, the times he missed those games, they didn't perform well. Okay, so then They performed well When he was on the court So do you think
2: It's a coincidence that When he came b- Both of those guys That were clearly Getting better every single year They just, they just fell off The p- face, face of the earth Back to the
1: argument We had earlier downstairs when we were saying When certain guys come in The points that Productions are gonna drop the production, their numbers might not be as good, but it's the other things you can do. He's talking about defensively. There's no reason why Andrew Wiggins, who is that athletic and that gifted, should, shouldn't should be averaging at least two steals a game or one block and playing better defensively. There's no reason why Cat shouldn't be doing more things defensively. It's not only about what you're doing offensively. It's just that all they're doing is performing by their offensive end. And on that, they're not even going 100% every night. If they gave the same amount of effort that he gave, it could be a special team. The point I'm trying as to as make is people is
2: people always under like seem to underestimate like uh cohesion and stuff like that on teams and like what what, what like someone just because someone says something and like today's social media world is like it's it's, it's 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 whatever they say is like the golden thing like it's head in stone. Like for the fact that he's saying all these things on social media and he's just basically doing all these hot takes to say like this is what's happening. Like even the fact about like I don't rate like to me, like, even the, the, the story about how he grabbed three, like, the third string pairs, whatever, like, to me, all it, to me, all it sounds like is this guy coming in here to act like an ass, like, trying his hardest, making it a point to say, yeah, you guys need, like, those guys probably, yeah, even especially their, their personality, whatever, yeah, they, they I'm pretty sure, like, they, uh, they're, man, they want to play, they want to whatever, but they probably looked at him like, this guy's a clown, they probably even care to play because they don't like him that much. I can guarantee that you can't say I can that guarantee Jimmy guys, Butler
1: guys for does the same thing Kobe I can Bryan guarantee I can has guarantee gone and, practiced and done stuff like that
2: okay but there's that's what I'm trying to say Jimmy Butler acting like Kobe Bryant is not the same as Kobe Bryant but yeah. he's Kobe yeah. Bryant Jimmy Butler but he's better than those two Jimmy he's but, better than them Jimmy Butler does not Jimmy Butler in a room with Carl Anthony Towns or Andrew Wiggins and demand the same respect as Kobe Bryant or LeBron James or a KD or a C- who is he in those guys? Just because he works a little bit harder than them and average and, and can average three more points per game or whatever, play defense, whatever, that's good. What have you done in your career to say that you're to say that he's done more
1: than them? Oh. He's done more than okay. that He's won playoff series He's been all-stars They did stuff That these guys haven't done okay. He's trying to show them If you He's trying to say All these gar- gar- well, trying to say What am to say to you I can guarantee Jimmy has like, gone
2: Those guys are going to Excel again I can't even say that I can Because guarantee has been you that This
1: year That Jimmy Butler Hasn't played And, doesn't played and matter. he not
2: okay. So because someone Doesn't play that game But they're on my roster this is, it's, it's not the same thing it's not the same thing at all. Uh, you think those guys? Even if okay, even, even if their so numbers so,
1: go, even if their numbers do so explode. So I ask they gonna you a question. Make so, what? Without him?
2: so you think that right now is the way Cat is playing right now is indication of who he is as a player? Like Javale McGee averaging more points. That's what that's what social media actually pushes certain is that, narrative. If you're doing this, right? if you're
1: doing this, just because now because a man that you don't like is on your team. Yes, get him off the team. That is just showing that okay, you have the team. no heart. You're weak-minded. Everything that Jimmy is saying, it's clearly Shaq and Kobe didn't get along. That didn't Kid. you think you think kids because if Kobe said it'll get Shaq of here or the vice versa and they didn't get treated, you think Kobe's gonna come and say, I'm not gonna pay today, I'm still gonna only average I'm gonna work half ass? No, no. That's what you're talking about. Show your heart. He's come out there. If, if I if I'm a cat, I would want to say you know what? I want to come out here and average 13. This is why we 30, 15, differently, right? I so see... they can say you know what? We don't need Jimmy Butler. Get him the fuck out of here. This is... But if he's standing there, I'm coming in and, and he's scoring 14 points per game, and Jimmy's coming out scoring 30 a game and 20 a game, and they're looking at this guy. Maybe we do need Jimmy. Maybe we can't trade this guy because no, we have, we give this guy a 120 million dollar extension, and he's coming out here and he's getting his ass bust, and Javon, but he's averaging more points than him, and Jimmy thought... wants out, but. Jimmy's helping us win games right now, so now we're like, "Hey, do we? No, we you trade have to Jimmy? see when things, like, you or?
2: you take you can't take everything for like what you see like on face value. You have to look things deeper than this. Even with, with him as an example, like just because a man now like, so this what he's doing right now, he's basically on like this right now. He's on his agent's campaign to save face. That's all he is. Basically, you came out like you didn't want to show up. You didn't want to report to to training camp. You didn't want to show up for any of like basically you, media, day. Um, media day or anything. For like, um did he play any? uh What's it called? The preseason
1: games? No, but that goes back and forth with the organization that, too. he? Well, let he, me finish he, my he point. Requested. What I'm trying to say,
2: like the whole point, all these things that he did, you're gonna can, you can't come out publicly and say you want to be there. All these things, and then now because the trade didn't get done, oh yeah, I want to play. I want to play the hardest. And then you're talking about. Cat and those Andrew Wiggins aren't in a position where they have to go crazy now to, to prove they should be there and get rid of um, Jimmy Butler. He's already, they're already they're looking to shape him off. All he's doing right now is to save his face, to save his image of not being a jerk in, in, in the locker room because he already had, he already built that up even before he came to Minnesota with him getting not getting along with uh, d Wade and all those other guys and stuff that he was having in Chicago. So he's already been trying to, on a safe face campaign. And on top of that too, Minnesota has already invested into the young, the young core. And the Andrew Wiggins and Cal Anthony Towns. so they don't—they don't have to ball this world to get Reggie Butler. They already—they're—they're they're counting on the second till he's gone, and as soon as he's gone, I guarantee—even before he came there—you can see from the chemistry that those two guys had, even when before when Le- um, when Zach Levine was there, those young guys confided in each other, and they and they and they won like they were happy with whoever had twenty-five points, whatever didn't matter between those guys. Last year, watching before the whole season you can watch and see that those guys were, they were on paper they looked good you can the whole season that they were El- not El- going El- that they, they were not going to El- so and all, all the things that came out even with his brother like for his brother to say whatever he said uh uh Drew's brother you already know there's other things behind the scenes that are happening so you can people can say oh yeah play and do all these things whatever it sounds nice but when certain things are happening really, as a man who plays basketball or whatever plays sports like at the end of the day people on your team that you don't get along with or whatever it's not the same so you can say, yeah, go out there and try your hardest, whatever. But at the end of the day, who you go to war with is the huge thing. Yeah, and but you it guys- also coming
1: back to the organization too, because he already said this in his interview, that he requested this trade from, from the, as soon as the season finished. He already said that he had a sit-down meeting with Tibbs multiple over the season. And he kept, Tibbs kept telling him, yeah, yeah, we're going to work on it. We're going to work on it. And Tibbs didn't want to trade Jimmy Butler, so the man kept feeding the man on. So the man had to be sitting out through through training camp and coming into practice and doing all these things because the man didn't want to. They Jimmy Butler gave him an ultimatum. He wanted to stay in Minnesota. He said he wanted to play. He gave him said, yo, move one of these contracts so I can get a full max in Minnesota. They didn't do it. All right, so
0: that was a good little back and forth. So last. Take for um, Daryl Morey versus um, Scott Layden, the Timberwolves GM. If you're Scott Layden, Jamal, do you do you take the four picks? What what deal do you take? Sorry, what do you, who who you do, you do you want? Ask me sc- I don't know. I Scott, don't know Scott, Scott Layden ideas. is the Timberwolves GM. Yeah. So if I'm for the off the room offers that are on the table, whether it be yeah. just the four picks that are spread out through several years, or the four picks plus Brandon Knight and Marquise Chris, or the four picks plus Eric Gordon, what do you want? Or what's your counter, counter if there's a counter? Well for sure if you
2: if you have a chance to get the four picks plus Eric Gordon, you, you uh, that's what I would do personally 'cause how valuable you, are the picks though? That's the thing. Well, they are valuable because if they're uh, I believe they're all four they're four first round picks. Four first
0: rounds, but high picks. picks I think they're going to be like late 20s considering how good the
2: Rockets are yeah but still you gotta think that even with the first round picks even if they're late picks you can still get typically something for them you, you throw them in with a player package or whatever you get something my thing is like if I'm uh, Minnesota I'm trying to get this guy out of here I want to get him out of here Just even even if you feel like yeah even if you feel like uh, it's like one of those things like when the damage is done it's done I don't like That's how I look at things like if you no matter what you say now and how good you want to like preach or whatever to the team that, that sounds all nice now but like once you did like whatever you, whatever the issues were before miscommunication whatever it is when it's done it's done like move on make him be a, a good team teammate to someone else whatever and then let those guys do their thing because clearly the way i'm looking at it, like i said is like yeah once you look at these guys, like there's every year these guys are going up and they're getting better and better. Mm-hmm. The year before they them. came, they're both having. Before he came, they're both having their career years. They're both like excelling in their stats, and then they dropped off. Out of right. So whether it's a fact of just him being there taking touches or just like the the chemistry, it's not working. So get them out of there and, and get what you can afford. <laughs> What's
0: your preferred package or 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 so? It is the picks. You would you rather the picks and Marcus Chris and. And Brandon Knight, or the picks plus Eric Gordon, or or look at the roster and who do you want? What's your counter?
2: I'd want I'd want the picks. I think like That's the, the picks. picks, the picks, no, the picks with Eric Gordon. Okay. The reason why? Because Eric Gordon, he's like he's just he's one of those players that no matter where you put him, he's gonna get the job That's done. True. Whether he's starting, you have him off the bench, you're gonna come in, and you need shooters. And they, they don't really have that many like knockdown shooters, yeah. so he would be a good look for that team. I think personally, he would, he would be sorry what um then basically what. He probably would be
1: what they wanted from Jamal Crawford last year.
0: That's a good point. That's a good point, Trey. Uh,
1: if I'm Minnesota, I'm in no rush to really get rid of Jimmy at this point. I think they should be a little bit closer to the deadline, especially right now since they're winning games. If I was in my try to win as much games as possible before we move this guy, just in case they move him early and they can't win the games and they don't make playoffs. At least try to get as much wins as you can with him while they're in the games, people are still going to make more offers. I feel like going towards trade deadline, they'll probably get even better offers for him because teams that are on the the bubble team that are one piece away, they might be more inclined to say, okay, you know what? If we make this trade to get Jimmy, it'll put us over the top rather than just taking that four, that four uh, draft picks for them right now. Because what I heard, Houston's not really trying to move Eric Gordon in this deal. I don't think Minnesota really wants Marquis, Chris, or Brandon Knight. Mm-hmm. Which I wouldn't want because Brandon Knight hasn't played in like two years. Marquis, Chris is injured all the time. So it doesn't really help Minnesota in any way. And those four picks, once again, are probably going to be late first round. And it's not even like they're back to back years. They're every other year. Mm-hmm. With those picks, it's like, okay, so now a few singles all, and they win for the next four. And every time Jimmy and they're good, they're probably going to be, that pick's going to be maybe 27 to 30, because they're going to be one of those top five teams every year for the next couple of years. So it's like, it makes sense for for uh, Houston, obviously, because you get another piece to go alongside your other guys and you can go all in, but it doesn't really make sense for Minnesota. I don't think Jimmy Butler's worth four first overall draft picks and another player, especially a guy that's not even confirmed he's going to re-sign in Houston, because if they do that deal now and then Jimmy says, you know what, it's not working here in Houston, I'm out of here, then it's like, no way. What's your counter? Go ahead.
2: No, I, I get the point, like in terms of like in terms of playing like your cards right to get like the best, being strategic and trying to get the best most bang for your buck and waiting it out trying to get the wins. I hear that stuff. It all sounds nice to me, but if I'm looking at it from like a management perspective, I'm looking at like, hey, my employees are disgruntled right now. This guy is, whether he's a good player or whatever, he's <laughs> I don't wanna <laughs> but he's a form of cancer for the team. Yo, clear the cancer before it spreads get it out of there as fast as possible that's all i'm looking at i don't want to all those stuff sounds nice but like bro this guy i don't know man just like i said like certain things just there's not coming back from so when you say certain things that's all i am i'm always good principle like you cross certain lines you say certain things publicly all right yeah. go like find, if you don't like it here find yourself like you know get rid of it. i'm, I'm someone maybe it might be a little bit of a petty fact or whatever but i'll Trading where you don't want to be, y'all trading for 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 shit, Scraps. whatever. Could just say make a make a make but make point. a point. you're ready and mm-hmm. show you, and especially I'm going to show you that I'm invested into these two young guys. And I'm thinking that yeah. like if I'm a gambling man, right? Yeah, Jimmy Butler is a hell of a player right now, and he's doing certain things. But if I'm a gambling man, I'm going to say you know if I get rid of this guy right now and I have two young guys that have potential to be stars and I invest are, in them, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bang that at least one of them clicks.
1: But it's hard to do that because you just went and traded for Jimmy Butler and gave away two, three of your young guys. You gave away Zach Levine, you gave away Chris Dunn, and you gave away a draft pick, which is Lori Markkinen, which is three, literally three young guys you could have had in your core. Not to say we're gonna go and flip that guy that we traded those three young guys for to get Eric Gordon, who's past his prime, and four draft picks late in the draft that maybe might not come out to those guys. Not even looking that I'm looking at what I have. Look. And now it's like, okay, well, you had the three young guys. You could have built on your young guys, invested in your young guys. You traded away that, not to say, okay, you know what? You have this guy. He's disgruntled. He's causing a uh, problem in your organization. Now it's like you're gonna go throw him for nothing. You might as well try to get the best possible thing back for him rather than the trade. My question to, say, to you: Do you mean another team in your conference stronger to get four picks that have never even done anything? Because you if you them look the conference, so my question: but Then, my, then that, then, oh, then, yeah, then yeah, out of yeah. the conference, you're yeah. not getting that same four, yeah. four pick that from from Houston. Yeah, but you're see like, those
2: four picks are not ideal anyways every other that's year. That's what I'm so saying. So it I'm it I'm makes more saying. sense so, to so wait so
1: a little bit longer towards the trade line to wait. Or, or you can buy on a team that's really because right now, if you know that every team in the NBA knows that right now, just what trying to get rid of Jimmy Butler. He wants out. So, every team's going to be offering a lowball. Low ball we're giving them trash packages. And because they know right now, things are getting tense. So cats playing bad. People don't want them in the organization. So, they know. They know right now. For you, assuming that you said that you want to make an example and get him out of here because there's no going back. Still they're still going to know. They're still going to know gonna, from February, too. But in February, so teams are more inclined to of say, okay, you know what? We can make a last... A little push to get it closing. Yeah. yeah, but that goes to back to your same push. point. It's going to
2: be so. You're saying to avoid. Yeah, I don't think
1: it would be that like much low ball because people would be like, you know. What? No, but you're
2: saying you, your your cool thing was that at that point the teams that are contenders are, are going to be one piece away. So then you're going to wait to trade to contender in the Eastern Conference
1: or even in the West.
2: But in the West, you're making the same your same point, making yeah, them but stronger. Then, but
1: then you're getting more offers on the table. So now, other than only this, right now you're only there's only um. But back to what you Houston. said. So at, this, at this point now, okay, so now if Lakers know okay they're they're clicking and they're they you know they're one piece away and they say you know what. We'll give you, who's more someone for 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 um, Jimmy because we know we can make that push right now because injuries happen or someone in um okay or Golden State can get injured and you know what? we can make our push right now we can go get it yeah they can do that or you can even in the East and you know what someone in in the East gets so you and know, you know Philadelphia says you nowhere one piece away let me trade you markel fulton sorry to get Jimmy and i'm looking that at everything on a,
2: a pros and cons in this scenario right so now if you wait this long if you wait till february comes or whatever or, or trade deadline you don't get what you want so all you've done is this you've prolonged the whole process of having this guy on your team who doesn't want to be them regardless of what he said he doesn't want to be there and those rest of the players don't want him there so you have prolonged this whole scenario drag the season out to wait for something if it doesn't happen now you're in a worse situation than you were before, and on, on on top of that too. Back to the point you said about like the pieces that you've already got from like you've traded to get him, you gave away good pieces from back then, but those pieces are gone. You can't do anything about that. You can't get them back. So now you're left with him, and your two young guys, two the two guys that he keeps that he that everyone keeps talking about, which is Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns. So at this point, you're looking at it, a left le- what you have left on the table is who you're looking to appease to to help, to, to to get this guy, to get the best option for him, to get him out of there to make the rest of the guys happy. We have left. The ceiling with him on the team right now is only so far. They're not going to do anything for the next couple of years with the team that they have right now. So pretty much at that point is invest in these guys for maybe four or five years from now. But who you get. It's not going to happen maybe from that trade either. It comes to drafts or trades down the line. But it's right now with him on the team, is not what you anticipate to be last year. So at this point, it's pretty much get rid of him. It's almost like the what's a called in a different sense, like Kawhi. to throw rid of DeRozan because at that point, it's like either we can get it done next year with Kawhi, or whether next community we need blow it up straight fresh. Because yeah. like you're, you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna do, keeping him on the team. But you're not gonna even if he stays there. And then all of a Carl, Anthony, Towns, and um, Wiggins play to their full potential. They still don't have enough weapons to beat uh, Houston, Golden State,
1: all those guys. Whatever, they're mm-hmm. not that team. But I say you prolong it because now if they do click, at least you can see the potential that you could have. And if they are playing their proper way, then they say okay, this is what we could have been doing, and in maybe so instead of trading Jimmy, it's like, okay. How about we go get another piece to add towards these guys? Well, let me we keep it moving. Well, what's it's the only person that has on the only person that has the issue right now with Jimmy? But being on the team still is is cat. Yeah. But, but, but we can has already come out and said like, I rather when the game tips off, I rather have Jimmy on my team than other team. He's already said it before he in interviews with the the canadian reporter that oh um the issue is not really with him and jimmy it's more so is it's the it's the media noise making and creating all the outside noise mm-hmm. so it's much more like the only person that has the real issue with the situation is cat well, i would teague I would, has no issue other guys have no issues it's literally just cat
2: if anything we learn from i think like you can learn from today's ba and like even the sports general like to say the meat like anything that's in the media whether it's supposed to be only in the media, it's gonna be translates over to the locker room. You see, it with Isaiah Thomas and Cle- and no matter any, whenever the spotlights on something, it's gonna make it even if, if, <laughs> even if it blows out of proportion. In the back of these guys' minds, head they're they're thinking about it all the time. They wake up, they go to Instagram. They wake up, their friends and family are texting them. It's an issue. So if it's in the me- if it's once it, the media, it's an issue in the actual locker room. Whether they want to say it or not, or they want to pretend it's not there, it's there. Lingering. Is out. It's lingering. It's lingering. So all I'm saying is like what's what's based on the like the way that things have been going over the course of last season and even into the season it's more likely that the longer he stays that you're going to see from uh, Williams and from Carl Anthony Towns or just no, you're not going to see like them playing
1: to their potential mm-hmm. because they're not happy
2: that's just all it's going to boil down to so it,
1: yeah but it, it puts the GM in a tough position now because now it's like hey, Did we trade This guy wait for nothing just to get just to get production out of why would you not production out of Cat and Wiggins to not make the playoffs? Or we can literally have this guy stay on the team, win as much games as we can, win as much games as we can, get towards closer to trade than line, trade for a piece that can also help us to stay in the run to make the playoffs and move forward rather than just trade this guy away to help okay, we'll go from Wigan, or from Wiggins so to get from his 16 to, to 22 and Cat and to go from his 14 to 25 you to, to not make playoffs. And then at that because so you're not making playoffs, and you also traded away three key pieces that would have helped you make the playoffs. Chris Dunn is gonna be a stud. Zach Levine's yeah. averaging 30 points per game right now. This is a guy that you traded away. So now it looks like you traded away the wrong guys. That trade the, the trade that guys, you made you, you can't
2: could, come back from that trade that trade is gone so now to make so, it, so all, make, you all you have left can on do the table
1: worse if you trade away jimmy for nothing. no
2: you, you didn't make it worse that trade is already done so no, nothing you can do can help that trade that trade is already gone yes, that trade is gone you can help that no right? that, you can help that that trade is, is gone you. so you are, what you're going to look at now is what you have left to work with so at this point the question is basically you're saying to make playoffs or even to get a piece to make playoffs in the in the nba period right now the teams are built to do what to combat the golden state warriors basically you're going for a championship or bust. even if you come like so as you see like making the playoffs making the playoffs for them last year with the same team what those guys all playing was eighth seed getting what they won one game against houston last year so getting there again getting to the playoffs just to be like a a seventh eighth sixth team whatever it is to get out in the first round isn't doing anything for you
1: so not that point the, not for the orga- for the orga- organization it does for the players it doesn't for the organization period making the playoffs benefits the organization every time you get more and more playoff sales for for exposure that, that thing helps the organization whole point for them to think right now if we traded away guys that could have helped us make the playoffs consistently to this trade away guy that we traded for that guys, those guys to not make the playoffs for the next couple of years just to appease to Cat because he's in his feelings right now. No, it's not that we already for especially to appease the guy that we already have locked down for the next five years. He's not like it's not like if Cat had a player option and it was like okay we gotta shoot cat and Jimmy Butler, it makes sense. Get Butler the hell out of here. But you just locked down Cat for five years. He has no saying where he can go. He can't request a trade. We can't request a trade we'll say no. You gotta perform. If you don't perform, you guys know what that means. You don't get a next big contract. So this guys so got stuck. So at this point it's like, okay, you know what? We trade Jimmy Butler when we get the most value we can get for him. That's what. That's what makes the most sense for me to help the organization go forward. Because if you trade away this guy and it's just this Cat and 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 Um Wiggins going forward. Guess what? Teague's contract coming up. Derrick Rose's contract coming up. Um, what's his name? Taj Gibson. All these you guys, vets you have around you now, is coming up. So it's gonna be okay. You're talking about two young bucks. With nobody surrounding these guys, they're gonna be going from, from the eight seed that you were just in to back the lottery, back to the the end of the, the 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 conference. And this is okay. We well, rather be in the playoffs. Or you haven't been in almost fifty years, or however long the flippin's been, to be relevant. this in the playoffs.
0: All right. We spent I want to say like half an hour on Jimmy Butler. and then next that, but it was good. It was that was good. I want to take uh, a little brief U-turn back to to Lakeland and. The Lakers have what I perceive as a problem on their hands and I wanna know if you two perceive it as a good problem or a bad problem, that problem being Brandon Ingram. The only games they've won have been in his absence. Uh Kuzma is looking like you know, the consensus is he's gonna take over Ingram's spot. What do you what do
2: you guys what do you guys say? Jamal, you first? Um Oh, for sure, I would definitely call it a good problem in terms of, like, you're talking about someone who's, who has a lot of upside, a lot of potential, has a lot of skill as it is right now. Um, I think right now, like, with the suspension, ironically, like, it was a kind of a good thing for, for the team overall because they have a lot of pieces that you don't really know who's going to fit where, especially with uh, the two examples, like, well, the, the one you just gave, uh, Kuzma and uh, Ingram. With um, them both being like very good, talented players, like young players um, that can do a lot of things on the court, but you don't know who really going to start. And then the same sense you have in the point guard position, you have Lonza Ball, who's a young player who has a lot of upside. But then you have someone like Ron, Ronda, who's established, can control, can kind of control the the team and whatnot. But um, I don't know, I think like in the long run, I think it's good to like have to keep them all on the same team and all getting their playing time i don't know how it's gonna work but for now it's gonna be a bit of a challenge trying to figure out like who gels and who should be in the court at what time who start, who should close games or whatever but on the long run like it's, it's always a good it's always a good problem to have too much talent and if that makes sense right like I understand that. so i think that's a good thing for them to have that that issue but i don't know it's gonna be it's gonna be a bit
0: how do you see it playing out
2: uh, that's the thing like because of the scenario that happened like yeah he got suspended for like you know getting in a fight whatever but punch. <laughs> yeah and but punch. but it, at the same time like like he's even like he said he said he would do it again because he kind of let his team down but at the same time he stepped up for his team which is like when you're when you're playing sports whether it's professional yeah, whatever yeah, it's yeah. like yo you know you ride for your brother so it's a good thing in a sense but it's just not like now it kind of leaves that question because in his absence he said they won the two, they won two games back to back and Kuzma's been playing like out of this world mm-hmm. and like even from a fan perspective like everyone already loves Kuzma so they expect him to be in those minutes and even starting whatever the case may be so it's kind of off, but it should be interesting so to do see how the, do
0: you think the better basketball player at this moment for the team for that system so I thought about
2: this myself actually like even before the suspension I was thinking like I feel that um, Ingram has like the potential and like talent to be like an amazing player and if like years to come and even like glimpses of it now but i think kuzma kind of just he's he's almost like to me he has that kind of game like where you pretty much like it's almost like the game where like you you played like uh four years in high school or whatever and you were like you say you come back for x year not like you know you you got all the skills and you realize what you can do and you just take advantage of it every opportunity you get so kuzma to me is like ready right now the play, as we speak but it seems like brandon ingram can be that guy moving forward like in the future,
0: for lack of a better comparison, I kind of view Ingram and Andrew Wiggins in that kind of same bracket because they both come off as the players that are make that possess that mega talent, but there's something that's that's making them kind of plateau. If, if you say, do you see
2: that? Yeah, yeah, no, I can I can agree with that in a sense. I think it would even like to be a like, I think, and like, I'm a big fan of Andrew, and I think we've been talked about this in this podcast, but um. Ingram like this season, even like so far, but the games he did play, and even like towards the end of the season, like he kind of he he does want to be that guy, or whatever, and like he wants to kind of step up and be aggressive, and he does have that, but like just his game isn't quite as polished as right now, as I think Kuzma. Is. Kuzma just that kid is he's just a scorer, man. He just he has a he has a better shot from outside, definite knack. Yeah, just to get the ball in the basket. Ingram has it, but not to that level yet. What well, are you, Trey? In.
1: what's up uh, for overall for the Lakers I think the, the suspension is hurting it's going to hurt them wrong because the production that these guys have had in those last couple of games it's kind of hard to say okay you know what Kuz and Lonzo go back to the bench but then it's also hard to say okay Brandon Ingram you gotta come off the bench and we really disinvested like after Magic just saying this whole offseason, one of the most untouchable... The only untouchable player on our roster before LeBron got there is Brandon Ingram. Not to say, like, you know what? He's not even going to start. Going mm-hmm. oh, on. I because like, you could have just made that trade to get Kawhi. And you wouldn't have had this problem mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Now nah, it's just like, okay. I don't think that would have worked, though, because I think San Antonio would have wanted both of those guys. But they would have wanted two out of the four guys. Two even if four. it's Ingram, Ingram, Donzo, or Ingram, and Hart, like... To say he's untouchable to then going from untouchable to not even starting on the team, Mm -hmm. it's a bad look. It's a bad look, yeah, I agree. And then from saying we're going to start Rondo until Rondo gets back healthy, and then all of a sudden, boom, two games in, Lonzo's trying to put him for the rest. It's just like you went out to bat for these guys, and now it's like...
0: So what do you do if you're Luke Walton? What do you want if you're LeBron James?
1: I think you start Lonzo at the one, and you, you have to start Ingram. I feel like... Ingram's a guy that can't produce off the bench. He's been starting his whole career. You think Lonzo's physically capable uh, to play the two? No, I think Lonzo's the one. Do you think he could play the two? Not if Ronzo's the one. Because then you have no shooting in the backcourt. Like the oh. shooting is, it, there's just too much of a lack of shooting okay. in the backcourt. I think you go one, Lonzo, two, Josh Hart, three, Braun four or three or four LeBron and Ingram five JaVale um with Rondo running the second unit and it's letting Kuzma go crazy Mm. and get as much points as he wants it's literally setting him up him and setting him get buckets so
2: if I'm Luke I am gonna agree I think if I'm Luke with the with the point guard position I I can go I I think I would probably put uh, Lonzo to start for the fact that like Rondo, he come in like I even seen the last game when he came back. Rondo can come in and still produce, and if, if he's like in a certain rhythm or whatnot, and maybe Lonzo doesn't have it, he'll he'll still kind of end off the game playing in the in the fourth quarter and whatnot. Um, and then the same thing with Ingram. I would I would start Ingram not because I he think he's better right now. I think they're just that, Kuzma's skill and like his scoring ability, whether he's starting or he's off the bench. He'll just light up quickly. Mm-hmm. So, what I want to do, in terms of like production-wise, or like even just to to see like the the, the way the the actual team went, I would want to have Kuzma starting. But because I think that you will get the both pr- better production out of both of them if Lon- if Kuzma comes off the bench, because there would not be much of a drop off in terms of like his his, his yeah exactly. But I think where if Ingram off the bench, I don't see him producing as uh, Kuzma would be doing.
0: All right. Well, I guess that's where we should uh, leave off. I wanted to comment on, well, you kind of started on it briefly uh, when you talked about coaches are usually the uh, the first to go, but I'm not gonna cry over millionaires. (laughs) But I appreciate you guys uh, helping me out with this episode. You guys made it. You guys made my job super easy. It was just entertaining sitting back and watching the two brothers kind of kind of go back and forth. (laughs) you guys
2: have any closing remarks anything you guys want to plug what you guys are up to what's going on well since this guy's quiet i don't really have much to say about it. you say uh i just want to say thank you for having me on the uh the podcast and it was pretty fun it was a pleasure and, uh, closing, yeah, yeah, closing remarks man yeah you got to get rid of got get rid of uh jimmy butler man get him out of here man i don't care get nah, him out of here invest I'm, yo team jimmy man. yo cho- children are the future, man. Invest in the youth children. <laughs> yo, invest young still, invest man. in the youth what <laughs> Yo, in, in NBA years, he's an old man, right? He's in his prime. What is yeah, he? How old is he? A man in his 28, prime? 20, 20, 27, 28, 29. 27, 28. You guys are babies, yo. <laughs> exactly. They haven't reached their prime Exactly. You got to invest in the youth. All right.
0: Mesh Talk Podcast out.
2: Year.